From the great state of Texas, you are now listening to Skip the Noise Podcast, a Rounded Edge Media production. Thank you so much for joining us and by us. I'm just referring to me, Benji, solo edition. Uh, Rick, the Brown Python, and Ben, a.k.a. Mexican Nostradamus, are not here with me. We had some struggles this week to put a show together or to get a time to record, but that's okay. I still wanted to make something happen. I almost let it slide. You know, we just got to 100 last week. We put that out. So, um... I was almost rationalizing in my head, hey, you know, it's time for a break. Maybe we could just take a week off. Uh, But it got the best of me. It started to eat at me. Plus, what really spawned my need to put this out or to get on the mic, especially live, just to share a few things, is I had a very interesting thing happen to me this week. Now, to give you a little background, um, you know, the last year or so, particularly the last few months, have been... I don't want to say a struggle, because on the surface, you know, everything seems fine. Uh, Work is going pretty well. Kids are doing good in school. Wife's doing well. So for all intents and purposes, things are going okay. So it would seem. And I, for one, never have much issue dealing with the, the external threats, right? I'm pretty good at getting up and making sure everything gets done. All my bases are covered. All the people around me are taken care of basically, right? But that's not, for me, it's important to be aligned, my mind, body, and soul on one trajectory. And that wasn't happening. There was a few things that, you know, influenced that as we all get from time to time, no matter how much habits we build around ourselves, uh, we start to drift a little bit. I had started to drift, I have to say. And before I go too too much further, I do want to share, if you're this first time listening to Skip the Noise, Uh, This is not our typical uh, episode, okay? This is just kind of a uh, an effort to kind of take a little break from the norm. Let me kind of air my mind out a little bit. Uh, This is not our typical show. We cover, you know, uh, news, current uh, for the week, politics, news, global politics, societal issues, and the like. We also have a little bit of fun. Uh, But anyway, so as I was saying. Uh, I was having a little bit of inner turmoil, you know, but it was just slowly. It was just gradual. It wasn't anywhere to the point where I had to say, it's time to make a change. And sometimes that's the the dangerous part. You know, sometimes addicts, they don't uh, make any kind of changes until they absolutely hit rock bottom, right? Like they're living under a bridge, sucking dick for a quarter just to get a, a crack rock. Now, now, mind you, I wasn't at that level, not even anywhere close. But in my own mind, I wasn't I wasn't doing the things I wasn't thinking the thoughts I wasn't acting the way that I knew needed to be done. And I could see little things changing. That's why it's important to stay perceptive. You know, it's those little things that add up. I had a lot of my bases covered. You know, staying in shape. I'm eating right. Got a roof bills are getting paid, everything like that. that. But that doesn't mean everything is perfect. That doesn't mean you can't get better. That doesn't mean you should stop there. So point being, some things has happened. I'm not going to, you know, on the personal side, right? I'm not going to go too far into that. But what I will tell you is this. Uh, it had gotten to a point that I had sort of an epiphany where I realized that, man, I don't like this. This ship is just off course enough to where I, I had a vision of the future, And that vision scared me 
of what, what may be to come if I was to stay on that path. And mind you, these are still subtle things, subtle little differences. So I went back to my, my touchstones, you know. My, the one thing I will say, what I always have and what I always am rooted in is the PMA, positive mental attitude. A lot of people laugh at this shit and say it's corny. It's naive optimism. If you say that, I think you're taking it the wrong way. But I don't want to get too far into that. Basically what happened, or, or here I'll, I'll, I'll hit on a couple of main points. I was at work walking through the parking lot. And I got attacked by a fucking bird. Now that may seem random. That may seem whatever. But in my head, I knew there was something behind that. How often do you just get fucking randomly attacked by a swooping bird out of a tree. And I'm not talking like it brushed my ear and I could feel a little bit of wind. No, this motherfucker like had some of my hair. And that was like a first little warning sign. Then there was a conversation I had that kind of hit me in the fucking chest. And then it was, it, then it was me and my thoughts. And I was trying to figure out to myself what exactly went wrong so I did, as I do, I analyze and I go back and I go through all these little things. I take each part and I put it on the table and I dust it off and I see what went wrong or what I could change. And when it was all said and done, I was like, man, this is too much. There's too much to go through, too much to sort through. I'm not sure I can do it. I'm not quite sure if I've got enough to, to press forward. So I, I, I humbled myself. And I'm not a particularly religious person in that sense. But I literally kneeled at the foot of my bed, put my head, my head down, and I said a little prayer. Now I do, you know, through all this, I have little mantras and shit that I say to kind of keep myself rooted. But those had been like, those had gotten habitual, right? I think every now and again it's time, if you do something like that, I think... Every now and again, you got to revisit those and see if they actually have meaning behind them or are you just reciting them? I just probably been reciting them, okay, to be honest, even though I have all these little things built in. So back to the, the I kneeled down, said a prayer, and it was, it was a humble prayer. It was a humble prayer of like, hey, look, I'm, I'm out of answers on my own. I'm reaching out. So not only did I do that, I made a little chance. I said, you know what, this shit, I started in this thing where I said, well, man, tomorrow I'm going to do this. Tomorrow I'm going to do No, fuck that. Do it now. Do the shit now. Make the little fucking changes now. There is no fucking tomorrow. So I did all the shit right then. That night, sat down and prayed. And, you know, felt a little bit better. Got up for work and instead of, uh, you know, instead of playing, putting some music on, welcome to the show, Seek God. You can uh, feel free to type in any kind of comments, questions in the chat. Um, I will ask before, if you do decide to call in, I will ask you to give me a minute to kind of get through this, uh, this story real quick and then maybe we can open it up for discussion after that. Uh, but feel free to listen in and, and comment uh, in the chat as needed. Uh, but what I was getting to was that 
you know, I had humbled myself. I had realized that change needed to be made. So I made little subtle differences. I went back to the, the, the roots of what had got me to where I was and it fell off. One of those things, and I'm going to get specific as shit. Instead, I got, I was ready to go to work that, uh, that afternoon. I work weird hours. So I was in my car and I was like, you know what, instead of, uh, instead of just playing some fucking music and kind of zoning out, I'm going to put on uh, Jocko, let Jocko kick my ass a little bit. So I made that little decision. Then I made another decision. Um, I decided to, to read a, a book that, it, that has helped me. I've read multiple times throughout my life, a book by Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich. And this is back to the old, you know, the PMA, the new thought movement, all this shit, the self-help, the motivation. It gets kind of a bad rap for being corny and bullshit. But there's more behind. If you look at it at the surface, then sure. I can see where people could laugh and joke at it. Even people that are close to me that know I'm into this shit will even laugh from time to time and say things about it. Um, I challenge you, if that's your, your, your stance, to go back and read some of these older uh, sort of foundational self-help. Uh, there's a lot of wisdom in there. There's more than meets the eye is what I'm saying to you. So anyway, like I said, was going through some hard times. Finally got to a point where I humbled myself, said a little prayer, which I haven't done in forever. First thing happens to me when I walk into work, this man approaches me randomly. And I work at a, uh, you know, I work in the public, okay, in the public sphere. So there's all kinds of people, citizens walking around. So I walk in and this, this man comes up to me, older black gentleman. He, he just stops me random. I've never seen him before in my life. He stops me, looks at me and he says, hey, hey man. He goes, I've seen you around at different locations, not just here. I've seen you for a while. He said, you know what, man, keep doing what you're doing. Keep, keep moving around. Keep eating healthy. He's with you. God bless. And he patted me on the shoulder and bounced. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. So anyway, that filled me with a sense of like, hey, that could have been random. He could have been fucking crazy. I don't know. But what it meant to me and how I internalized it was that, hey, you know what? I was kind of drifting. I saw myself drifting, I took action, and I received a little bit of validation. And that's all I needed for that moment. It doesn't mean the work stops there, but it was a nice wake-up call to get me set back on the right uh, track, at least for now. So there I am. But anyway, uh, that being said, I do want to thank uh, all the listeners because we are, I am doing this live, but this is going to be uh, recorded and, and uploaded to our, uh, you know, as an episode. So I want to say thank you to all of the listeners that have stuck with us uh, and, you know, listen to episode 100. This is, this will be episode 101 and we're intending, as I said, to make it a, a normal episode, but recording as normal couldn't take place this week. So here I am solo. Uh, Seat guy, do you got anything to say? Feel free that you can just sit and listen to it. You don't have to speak up, but, um, you know, I do want to make a little bit of mention since we are a news politics show. And I've got a couple articles here on my phone that I have not even touched on, but I was just going to probably read and, uh, you know, open up some questions for that. The Let's talk about the UFO hearing. Uh, skull and bones. So here, here's the article we got from Reddit. 
It's from Politico. And this, the title is, this is cold. I'm just reading this cold. I have not read this yet, uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, a skull and bones type vibe. Spy agencies grapple with how much to share at UFO hearing. So let's open it up. Let's see. Okay. As Congress prepares to hold the first public hearing on UFOs in half a century, the Pentagon and intelligence agencies are feuding internally over how much to cooperate with demands to investigate and share what they know, according to current and formal national security officials. Pentagon officials are under increasing pressure to carry out Congress's recent mandate to establish permanent effort to coordinate research into reports of highly advanced aircraft of unknown origin intruding into protected airspace. The law also requires regular classified and public reports to oversight, is that a typo? To oversight, or maybe, no, to oversight committees on new incidents involving unidentified aerial phenomena, UAPs, including previously, yeah, previous information or investigations that are uncovered in government repositories or testimony. But there is a tug of war among competing factions inside the national security bureaucracy that would make it difficult for Congress to compel military branches, spy agencies, national laboratories, or other organizations to come clean given the long-standing secrecy and stigma surrounding the issue. Exactly. So that talk, we talked about, I'm going to pause there from the article and, and comment a little bit. Um, you know, here we are. I'm, I don't want to say I'm skeptical of this whole sort of performance. I've said on our podcast, you know, that I've, I'm, I'm skeptical to a degree that I think all of this, you know, all of these public hearings and all of these things that are now being kind of launched into the public or an attempt possibly to control the narrative more so than they are to investigate or to get to the bottom of what these are. Because if there are things flying over our uh, national airspace that we don't know what the fuck they are, that's a real fucking problem. (laughs) You know, are they Russian? Are they China? At this point, I don't, I don't know. Or are they ours? And this is a very big, is it shit that we have? And this is just a massive way to cover up what they're doing. So it's like, oh yeah, don't worry, don't worry. We've got this shit covered. Ignore, uh, if you do see anything unusual, just know that we're, we're on top of it. You know what I mean? Is it sort of a, a pump fake to kind of, or, you know, faint and jab, keep you off balance. I don't know. I don't know what the real uh, thing. Well, continuing on with the article. Without forcing people's hands, it's going to be very difficult to undercover legacy ventures and programs that we know about based on oral interviews we dug up, said a Defense Department official who was involved in the new effort but was not authorized to speak publicly. There has to be a forcing mechanism. I agree. There should be a mechanism that is... Uh, suited, probably, uh, you know, amongst multiple entities to, to study this stuff. Uh, there, there you go. There has to be something to hold people accountable, but also give them a chance to come out clean for a period of time. The official added, noting that in his experience, the Pentagon oversight group has been stonewalled. 
so yeah, I mean, obviously there's multiple, there's Air Force, Navy, there's, there's different branches of the government involved in all this. So a unified effort would, uh, you know, sort of make it a more transparent project. <laughs> Looking for the word, sorry. Uh, these people exist. The fuck's he mean these people? And they are protecting very interesting information, the official said. The other thing, too, I want to note about all these articles and all the stuff. I, I went ahead and shut it down. We'll, we'll stop there for, the, for that article. There's never any conclusiveness ever. You know, as a sort of follower of the, you know, the UF, UFO, UAP of the phenomena, as it were, the government, I still don't think, as hopeful as I was a couple years ago, I still don't think they're ever going to give us anything super conclusive. I almost think that this is a big charade in order to be able to control, like I said, control the narrative in order to say, oh, well, it's official, almost like where they fucked up with the CDC. It's like, oh, don't worry about it. The CDC, your trusted government agency. This is what we do for a living. These, we are the experts. We are the officially stamped experts on this uh, idea. This is what we say. I don't know. I don't think it's going to work out so well, but I don't know. We'll see. It remains to be seen. But that's enough about that. Uh, back to sort of my, my personal ventures. I was talking about with the, with the drifting. You may have made, if you're a, a fan of the show or if you're a listener of the show, you probably have noticed at this point that... Um, you know, most, well, 100% of the social media output uh, of the show, of the, you know, the three hosts, I'm pretty much, that's my role, right? And I'm the producer of the show. I, uh, I also control the social media output. Uh, I've been absent. Uh, aside from, of course, uh, uh, episode 100, I did put out a little, I promoted it a little to a degree. Uh, I've stayed away recently from all that. And there's a very good reason. And it ties in with what I was telling you earlier about the drifting. Uh, for my, my motivation to promote the show is very strong. So what that led to over the last two years was a lot of time spent on the social media, trying to create real creative, uh, you know, almost mini advertisements, right, for each show and to kind of interact with other hosts and to get on other shows, which I did and was very proud of, of what we did. And we'll, we'll continue to do that. But I had to step away momentarily. Uh, what I found was that it was getting a little too, I've got a lot of shit going on, right? I work at least minimum, you know, 50, 60 hours a week, four kids, family, the whole shit. I just, it just ate up too much of my, not my time per se, because I could folk, I could, I could get stuff done. It was, it ate up my attention and it was diverting my mind from focusing on things that I needed to be doing. So that's why, that's why I've been absent. It was a personal choice for my, uh, not really my own sanity, but just to keep, uh, I got to feel good about what I'm doing and when I'm waking up, that's important to me. So that wasn't the case. So I had to, had to shift gears a little bit. Okay. I had to step away from, from that angle. But, uh, so I want to talk a little bit more about the, my history with the, so I mentioned Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. 
Let me tell you about how I got involved with that. So as a kid, my dad's an interesting, interesting individual. Uh, you know, he grew up on a farm, rural Nebraska, no running water, no, uh, no lights, no electricity. And this is like, you know, 60s, 70s. So you know, it wasn't like common to not have fucking electricity and shit. Uh, so real humble beginnings, man. Had a, his, his father passed away, died in a car accident before he was even born. His mother wasn't really in the picture. He was raised by his grandparents on this farm. And, you know, did some, went to the Marines, did a little boxing, a little blue collar work, and then kind of through uh, getting into some of these like motivational speakers and reading these books, he kind of turned a corner early on in his life and made some changes. Uh, it started to slowly but sure, surely uh, get on a different path. And he went from the, you know, the compressor stations to, to the office, right? And eventually started his own, branched out and started his own company. So a very interesting guy to have, uh, you know, as a, as a father figure. Now, mind you too, I've, I've mentioned on the show too, parents weren't together. Probably when I was about, I guess, eight or nine, I guess they kind of separated. But what that meant was I spent, so I didn't see him every day, but we'd spend weekends together, which ended up, hey, whatever works for everybody. For me, that was probably the most impactful way because it was, like focused time. So what I'm getting to is anytime we were riding around in the car, this dude was playing fucking, uh, Zig Ziglar, Wayne Dyer, like cassettes. And like my young mind was like, Oh, this is fucking lame. I'd rather listen to fucking, you know, easy E or fucking iron maiden or some shit like that. <laughs> it's kind of aged myself there, but uh, he would just always in the background was the shit. We'd be having a conversation, but it's just like on a loop. Uh, and then he got, you know, as time progressed, got a little bit of the, the Tony Robbins and, and shit. I mean, there's tons of them, right? But he was really big into that shit. And he would just fucking feed his brain with this shit day in and day out. And it, it would almost piss me off if ever I came to him with a problem. Like I wanted to just bitch about something. He didn't approach it like he didn't combat it with like, man, shut the fuck up and stop. It wasn't that. It was just like, oh, well, what about this? What about this? What about like ne like refused to give me a fucking out. Just absolutely refused to give me a fucking excuse for anything. Or, or refused to let me to validate any fucking excuse for fucking anything. Even if it was some bullshit like fight I got into with a friend, you know, at 10 or 11 years old, there was still like no excuse. And so that being said, that came back into my mind. I've got a son now about that age. And just this morning, uh, you know, I've, I know all this shit internally, right? Like it's in my brain, but Sometimes you, man, you get, you get caught up in doing what you're doing. You know, I'm focusing on my shit. I got a lot going on in my personal life, right? 
my family's good. They got food. No, man, it ain't. You got to sometimes you got to give it a little extra. You got to refocus. And that's what I keep talking about. That's the theme. And once again, forgive me if you're a regular Skip the Noise listener and this is fucking weird that I'm sitting here basically giving you a motivational fucking speech. Fucking, we've done 100 episodes. 101. We do what the fuck we want. Okay? Just wanted to kind of reset that, reiterate that point. So this morning, uh, through, through my own little uh, sort of re, rejuvenation that I talked about previously, I made the decision too that like, you know what, I don't like, I don't like the trajectory, what I see going on in him, right? Just in this past year, I'd seen some sort of, uh, you know, shoulder sloping a little bit, not quite the same pep in the step, not the same level of interest in certain things. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm making some changes right now deliberately forcing myself to make the changes to kind of get the engine started to get back on the road uh i'm a i'm a force him to do the same shit and i don't mean force like i just mean in my mind i'm gonna make that extra effort to make sure that he gets back where i want him i'm not controlling his life he makes his own decisions but as the adult as the one with a little more wisdom life experience He's in my household. It's my duty to let that wisdom that's going on in my head trickle down to, to what he's got going on. So first thing he does, he's got, you know, we got a real routine. I get up at 545, get out. I walk the dog. I get first dog walk, okay? Make sure the kids are up, my two older ones. So I get back from walking the dog. He's downstairs. He's getting some cereal. And uh, I said, now, get rid of that cereal. I'm making uh, I'm making y'all breakfast today. Go sit down. So go sit down. Grabs her the phone. I said, uh, 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 uh. that fucking phone. I didn't say fucking, but that shit out of your hand. Back to the social media thing. Because what I noticed, and this was a big debate for me couple of years ago when I was trying to figure out whether I should let my kids have phones and the, or the older ones, right? We did, we had decided that middle school was kind of like, okay, like you can have a phone. But I'd gotten a little lazy when it came to the, the patrol of, of its usage. So much so, right, that I had to, he got in trouble at school a few months back. Uh, we just literally took it away. And you know what? I'll be damned if I didn't like his attitude a little bit better once he didn't have that fucking thing in his face. I'll be damned how that works out, huh? I'll be damned. Big fucking surprise. I could go off on a whole tangent on how we have a a literal crisis going on with our youth and these motherfucking phones, but I'll save that for something else. So I said, nah, put that shit up. Not even expecting it to make a difference. Because he was moping around. He's making his fucking cereal. Just negativity. I can feel it come off of his fucking body. And I wasn't having it. So I said, ah, that phone out of your hands. 
and there, there was a moment where I could have been aggressive. I could have started, uh, but I, I, I pulled back a little bit. I said, no, let me change the energy a little bit. I want to be encouraging. I don't want to just, what I say goes, get the fucking phone out of your hand because it's fucking up your life. No, man. That's not what the fuck he wants to hear. That's not, what, that's not what's going to make him react. So I pulled back. He put it up. And he was just sitting there. My daughter had put something on TV. And he used the excuse, well, she's got whatever on TV. I said, okay. Turn the fucking TV off. So she turned the damn TV off. I said, we're making breakfast. We're going to... You know, it's little shit, right? You take for granted eating the breakfast as a fucking family. Who would have thought that that was important? It's the type of shit we're losing in our culture. And it's a fucking crisis. Okay? So I made the point. And don't give me, I'm not on this fucking high horse like I've got it all fucking figured out now because I made one fucking decision. No, no, no. I'm just working through this because I think it's entertaining shit to listen to potentially. Okay? Plus, it's, it helps me to, to air this shit out just because it's relevant. And it all happened within the course of like 48 hours. So lo and behold, about five minutes later, I decided, well, you know what? I'm not going to have the energy where it's like, oh, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this. I know better. I'm the adult. He didn't want to hear that shit. So instead, I said, okay, I got the, I got the floor because everything's quiet. I just started making some jokes, engaging in some conversation. You know what? Lo and behold, dude perks up. Now we're laughing. We're all making jokes. We're engaged in a conversation. Boom. Okay. Only reason I told that story, not to say like I'm, oh, I've got a, I'm the perfect parent. No, I'm a fucking not even that great of a parent, probably. All I'm saying is that little easy decisions you can make in an immediate time can make a, a, a big difference. Okay. You heard enough? Well, fuck you. I'm going to keep going. Uh, what I am going to say, though, is... Oh, let me read this story real quick. And I don't know. I may shut it down after that. We'll see. We'll see how I feel. I'm just kind of off the top. You know what I mean? I don't have a major plan. I did hear... This was from the... And I apologize. Rick sent this on our infamous text thread. And I don't want to hijack this. Uh, this might have been intended for the show that we didn't record, but breaking news. Elon Musk exposed himself to SpaceX flight attendant, according to documents. My interest is peaked. Let's read on. And this comes from the Houston Chronicle. From the great city of Houston, my beloved hometown. Uh, the de facto hometown of Skip the Noise, even though Ben lives in DFW. He's from Houston, but he lives in, and he, he will tell you, he lives, uh, he is absolutely saddened by the fact that that's where he calls his home. If you listen to our show, you will know this. Billionaire tech mogul allegedly offered a severance package worth 250000 to a now former SpaceX employee after exposing his genitals to her. Business insider reported Thursday night. Bravo. Bravo, Elon Musk. Show your genitals. Um, but hey, I'll take $250,000 for looking at Elon Musk's genitals. 
you know? <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty fair trade for having to endure that, wouldn't you say? I think so. I'll take that. Uh, read on. Reading on. Billionaire tech entrepreneur Elon Musk allegedly paid off a former employee through his aerospace company SpaceX after sexually proposing her during a 2016 encounter aboard, aboard his private jet, according to a Business Insider report published Thursday evening. The publication's report, written by Rich McHugh, Cites documents obtained from a friend of the flight attendant who was allegedly paid $250,000 U.S., not Dogecoin, by SpaceX in 2018 to settle a sexual misconduct claim brought against Musk, against Musk by the employee. The documents state employee accused Musk of exposing his erect penis to her rubbing her leg without consent and <laughs> and offering to buy her a horse in exchange for an erotic massage. Bravo, Elon Musk. Uh, Davood Masumi, you just joined. Let me recap the sentence that I just read. I'm talking, I'm covering an article that recently came out talking about Elon Musk apparently paying a SpaceX employee $250,000 hush money for her to shut up about the fact that he exposed his erect penis to her. Here, let me just read the thing. The documents state the employee accused Musk of exposing his erect penis to her, rubbing her leg without consent and offering to buy her a horse in exchange for an erotic massage. I'm speechless. That's amazing. I'll read on. The documents include a declaration signed by the intended's friend. Dude, if you're signing declarations regarding Elon Musk exposing his erect penis uh, and a horse purchase somewhere involved, uh, that's amazing. As well as email correspondence and other materials obtained by Business Insider. They allege that the incident in question occurred during a private massage on, okay, all right, a little context, on, on Musk's Gulfstream jet. I'm not saying that gets him out of the, but I'm just, it does provide a little bit of context, okay. He got a little crazy with the massage, okay. <laughs> I'm not, in other words, like, this is, it's ludicrous, but I'm not ready to completely <laughs> send Elon to the, uh, the pits of hell, but the pub, but he's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's being a fucking jackass, but the publication reached out to Musk for comment. Of course he didn't come. He, oh, he offered an initial response before ultimately severing communication. Hmm. I wonder how that went. Oh, okay. I guess he did. He was about to tell him. I like this. If this is a quote from Elon. If I were inclined to engage in sexual harassment, this is unlikely to be the first time in my entire 30-year career that it comes to light, Musk told Business Insider. He also characterized the inquiry as a politically motivated hit piece, according to the publication. I could see that. I could see that with the, the, the Twitter purchase uh, looming. That's not a word. 
Maybe it is. I just, if it is, it, it made sense. You get what I'm saying. Uh, Davood, if I'm pronouncing your name fucked up, please correct me. Uh, oh, it looks like you left anyway. Well, sorry. You missed your chance to engage in a amazing conversation. Uh, okay. Yeah, I could see this being a political uh, a fucking hit piece. Easy. Easy. But it doesn't mean that Elon Musk never... Like, his rationale isn't quite... I mean, I get what he's saying. Like, hey, we're fucking after fucking 30 years, like, all of a sudden, this is the first sexual harassment? Okay. Yeah. It, yeah, and, and I could... So I, I can, I can kind of see Elon. I got you, Elon. I think this is... We, this won't be the last we hear of this. You know? We live in a fucking scary world, don't we? Where you can... Um, the sexual harassment shit. God, dude. If you're that guy like Elon Musk, you almost you almost can't be alone with somebody. Dude, you almost have to have a fucking witness everywhere you go. Still want to be a billionaire? Still you still want to be a famous billionaire? Think about it. There's a cost that comes with that fucking uh, status. I was looking for the word. Uh, SpaceX vice president of legal, Christopher Kardashi. I like his name. Refused to comment on any settlement agreements when reached by phone, according to Business Insider. The declaration describes the 2016 encounter, which led to the later settlement as an occurring as occurring late in the year. Okay, so this is post. <laughs> that doesn't matter. It states, was this a holiday uh, proposal? I'll buy you a horse for Christmas. Uh, it states Musk beckoned the. I like how he offered a fucking horse. <laughs> I wonder what was the, the initial conversation? <laughs> was this Masseur, uh, Masseuse, whatever the terminology is? Was she a, a horse enthusiast? Was she inclined to the uh, equestrian proclivities? <laughs> uh, it states Musk beckoned the attendant to his room. Beckoned. He beckoned this chick to his room <laughs> during a flight and was found completely naked except for a sheet covering the... Yeah, that because that's what you do in a, a massage. It states he Musk exposed his erect penis to the SpaceX employee and touched her and offered to buy or buy her a horse if she would do more. Oh, I answered my own question. The attendant, an equestrian, declined Musk's offer, according to the friend's declaration obtained by Business Insider. He whipped out his penis. It was erect. That's the third time we've mentioned his fucking penis. Uh a friend said in the declaration statement, and he started propositioning her. Like, he touched her thigh and told her he would buy her a horse. Okay, we said that three fucking times. And he basically tried to bribe... No, he didn't basically. If that was true, yes, he fucking bribed her. He didn't basically. And he basically tried to bribe her to perform some sort of sexual act. The fuck? You know? Sheesh. The attendant's 
$250,000 severance package included non-disclosure and a non-disparagement, which she obviously broke, if it is true, clauses that barred the attendant from mentioning the incidents or payment or disclosing information regarding SpaceX or Musk business. You're a billionaire. You can do whatever the fuck you want. That's the end of the show. I went 40 minutes. I'll probably do a little like a halftime interlude music, and then maybe I'll tack something on at the end. Shout out to Shepard, Deep Noise. Uh, Deep Noise. That's our collaboration podcast, Deep MCs. I do that every time. Uh, Shep from uh, Shep and Aaron from uh, Deep MCs, friend of the program. Uh, shout out to you guys. Keep on cranking. They just hit. They recently hit episode 50. Fuck yes. Uh, I love it. Just keep grinding. Shit doesn't get any easier. Matter of fact, it gets fucking harder. Uh, but you got to keep doing it. If if you know that, and I know you, I know you know this, Shep. Uh, you're meant to be on the mic. You know what I mean? Uh, regardless of what people may think about me, I, I feel the same way. So I keep fucking doing it. Regardless of the the pushback, uh, the 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 consequences, the uh, the the feedback, whatever it is, I, I just keep going. It'll work itself out. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out how to make it work. You know, I may may have to make little adjustments. I may have fucking uh, internal demons and crisis. I may have things going on, but I'm gonna keep. Uh, Rocking the fucking mic and rocking the fucking free world while it's still free. You know what I mean? And still put the thoughts out on the old interwebs. So keep doing that. Keep enjoying the fucking Skip the Noise podcast. Keep enjoying Deep MCs. Keep enjoying your fucking life because you only got one. You got one life. You got one mind. You got one body. Treat them accordingly. Every day is a fucking war. Make sure you get, when you get up, you have that mentality. I'm not saying you have to be negative and like, I'm going to fuck. No, I just mean shit can happen. The shit can creep in. The shit can creep into your mind. Little by little, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not one big swoop, but it gets to you. So you got to stay vigilant. That's what I mean by it's a war. You know, if you sip, you know, one drink after work or whatever, maybe it turns into two. Maybe two, maybe you had a stressful week. Ah, I can have one more. Okay, nobody dies. You didn't yell at your family. You didn't break a window. You didn't punch a hole through the wall. Well, yeah, but maybe you, maybe that kind of fucked up your sleep a little bit. Maybe you waked up in a cranky mood. You see, shit, you don't get away with nothing, man. So you got to take, you got to take those active things. Keep that fucking positive mental attitude. As corny and bullshit as you think it is. That's what it all boils down to. There's good, there's evil, there's different religions that created man made them to, to figure all this shit out. But at the end of the day, positivity wins. And I'm not talking about naive optimism where it's like, oh, everything will be fine. No, that's not what I'm saying. What positive mental attitude means is that you. Aloha. Hey, you said y'all. I appreciate that. I am in the great state of Texas, but it's just you and me. So all you have to say is, uh, you know, I was just about to shut it down, but now I got uh, light bright. You're in Texas too. What part? 
what part? I'm uh, I'm in the Houston area. Born and raised in Houston. About 10, 10 years ago, moved out uh, out to the Cypress area. So that's where I am right now. That's where I'm broadcasting this from. I like Houston. Houston is fucking amazing. Of course you like Houston. No, I didn't mean to sound arrogant about it, but it's the greatest city in Texas. It's one of the Texarkana. Okay. Out there on the, uh, on the old border, on the eastern border. Yeah. Uh, I've never been to Texarkana. Uh, I have been to North Texas. I've been to Arkansas. But uh, how is it out there in Texarkana? How are things? I know that's a general question. I work a lot, so I don't know. Yeah, I do too. Uh, we got to though, right? We got to make that money and keep things going. The only only thing is, are you doing in in well? How are you uh, carrying out your own actions the way you know you should be doing them? You know, you got to make money and you got to do certain things. You got to sacrifice your time, right? That's just the way we live. We don't live in the woods. It's not hunter-gather society where we, well, even then you do. You got to sacrifice your time to go hunt a fucking buffalo and cut it up and feed the village. So that's just how we have to live, right? But it's what are you doing in between your ears to make that acceptable and to make that the right thing to do for the other people around you. I'm getting on a fucking soapbox. It's not normally what Skip the Noise is like, like, right? Uh, I love my job, so it isn't awful. That's amazing. You are one of the lucky ones. Um, there are things that I love about my job. I don't know if I could boldly claim, though, that I love my job. Uh, but what do you do for a living? What is it that you do to make your money that you love? I'm curious. Uh, and also, too, you are more than welcome to call in. I've probably got another 10 minutes in me before I have to get moving on to uh, some other things I got lined up for the day. But Lightbright, uh, you are more than welcome to call in. But you don't have to. I'm assuming you're typing. I'm eagerly waiting to hear what Lightbright does for a living. Uh, I am a GM at an entertainment venue, restaurant, and bar. That sounds uh, fun, actually. I like, uh, I never worked in a restaurant per, per se. Done a lot of retail stuff. I've done some, kind of, you know, some sales stuff. I like people. I like talking, obviously. Um, what is it about, uh, let's see, right now I'm bartending until I hire a good one. Ah, so you're doing double. You're you're grinding, so you're probably tired. Uh, do you like the bartending? Because I feel like that is something. Yeah, I, I think I would. I never jumped into that, but it seems like something I would uh, like. I mean, obviously, I'm sure there's some downsides to it, too, depending on what type of establishment you're in, right? Could, could greatly impact what kind of experience you have. Uh, but it sounds like, um, where you're at. Yeah. If you're at an upscale, it, it sounds like a nice gig. So good for you. I'm glad you're, you're working, making money and staying happy. What do you do? What are you into when it's, when you're not working? Obviously you're working a lot. 
uh, you're a GM, so that means you got you had all kinds of shit on your plate. Are you the top at your particular establishment? Are you the top dog? Uh, I'd call, but I'm rinsing my hair. That's a viable excuse. I'll let you continue to rinse your hair. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of hair, so I, I can't really. You're you're absolutely the top dog. I like how definitively you put that. I like I like how you say that. Um, right right after the owners. Well, good for you. Good that you've climbed up to that that status. Uh, status is important. You know what I mean? Like I have at my job. Once again, like I pointed out, I don't. I wouldn't say I love it. There are a lot of aspects I do love about it. Um. But yeah, being the top, I'm not. I'm. I do have a boss, right? But I'm kind of in the upper tier, I guess, so to speak, of a pretty big establishment uh, operation. So I do enjoy the the stress that comes with that. Is you know, it's a real thing. But once you embrace it, once you own, once you're able to develop the skill where you just fucking own the decisions that you make, it becomes really like I couldn't go back to like answer into some fucking dumbass, You know what I mean? So that's the one thing I have to say, like the person who's telling me at the end of the day, the, the one person that can kind of tell me yes or no or what to do, at least is somebody who's fucking risen to a level of status. So that's an important thing. I'm good at your job. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great to hear. And that kind of comes, the two go hand in hand. If you love your job, um, a lot of times you do tend to be good at your job, especially in a front facing type of a job like that, where your personality, um, it's not just personality. Don't get me wrong. Like you, there's a lot of in your role, but that, uh, that helps, especially if you have a little charisma, if you've got to get a bunch of people to do shit, man, you better be able to influence them through intangible means other than just do this, do that, because you better, you better carry some fucking, some personal charisma or not a whole lot of shit's going to happen. You have to make it to where people want to do shit for you. You can force them. You can, you know what I mean? You can keep running people out of the door and, and, and that sort of thing. But eventually you got to have a little charisma to, uh, to get the ball rolling. Um, you missed it. Uh, light bright. I just talked about, you know, you're another Texas resident, uh, a somewhat related Texas story. Elon Musk just recently is some, I guess in 2016, uh, he was on his private jet and took his dick out and told a, told a, cha- or a SpaceX employee that he was going to buy her a horse if she did a little bit more with it. Uh, so that's interesting, right? The first time Elon Musk has been called out for some blatant sexual harassment. Uh, I get to network with millionaires and politicians, okay, among others that I learn a lot from. That's very interesting. So, Lightbright, I know you're rinsing your hair right now, and you and you probably won't call in. I do have one ask. Uh, perhaps you could follow the show. And what I'm doing right now is a little bit different. This is the live broadcast. We we skip the noise podcast is a kind of a news political show. Uh, with myself and my two co-hosts, the Brown Python, Mexican Nostradamus. Uh, I'm Benji, by the way. Nice to meet you. We've been on on uh, the internet for about two years. Uh, we just did our hundredth episode last week. This would be 101. The reason I'm doing this like this on the Podbean Live, 
uh, is just because we weren't able to record. We pride ourselves on week to week to week and always make something happen. So fuck it. I had to at least do something uh, to get an episode out to cover this week. But that being said, um, it sounds very interesting. Like I said, I got I to gotta go here pretty quick. I would like to hear more at some point uh, about you networking with the millionaires and politicians. I've bet, I bet, or I would venture to say that you've got quite a few stories. So, like, right? I would encourage you to follow our show. Perhaps even uh, subscribe to us on uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you may listen to podcasts. Ooh, yes. I would love to hear your auntie stories. Do you say auntie or do you say auntie? I'm born and raised Texas, Houston, but I, st- I still say aunt because my family's from the Midwest. So I have a weird kind of hybrid way of speaking. But uh, I would absolutely love to hear stories. My grandmother ran Bill Clinton first camp. What the fuck? Are you serious? Okay, um, that's awesome. So let's stay in touch, okay? Like I said, I got to go in about five minutes. Um, if you'd follow the show, maybe just stay in touch. Obviously, you're on Podbean. So stay in touch that way. We uh, potentially could line something up. Or, or if it's just uh, doing some kind of a live call, and we could, we could venture back into your grandmother running Bill Clinton's fucking campaign. I bet... <laughs> I bet your grandma has got some fucking stories about the Clintons. Um, let me just, before before I wrap this up, so our listeners can sort of uh, get a little, it's like a teaser. And you don't even have to answer any details. Are both in the book, Political Magic Pictures. Oh! Skip the noise listeners just looks like I landed a good uh, potential guest. I'm getting more excited by the minute. Let me, let me ask you one question. Is the overall opinion of the Clintons from your, uh, from your aunt and your grandmother positive or negative? Or is it more complex than that? Bill rocks. Okay. So we're, we're, on, we're on the bill, the bill train apparently. Um, I'm, I'm very interested. Uh, Hillary is meh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I I can't say that I'm a big, uh, Hillary fan either. Um, but I would love to know the interdynamics of that fucking marriage and some of the shit that was probably observed. That's going to be a great listen. Um, but, uh, not to be the, 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 the cliffhanger, but I do have to, uh, I have to take a heart out here because I got shit to uh, to take care of. Um, Lightbright, thank you so much for jumping in. You kind of jumped in at the perfect time, like I said, because I was about to wrap it up. Uh, if nobody, uh, you know, came on to interact a little bit. So that being said, enjoy the rest of your day. Um, you too have a good one, uh, Lightbright. Enjoy the rest of your day out there in Texarkana. Um, uh, Pour somebody a drink uh, today for me on my behalf, if you would, uh, if that's too much to ask, if, if you are behind the bar. But other than that, um, Lightbright, you have a great, great day. Like I said, uh, anybody listening as well, um, once again, I'm going to probably cut to a little interlude music 
and then possibly play a clip uh, to close out the show. So take care. We will see you on the other side. Tucker Carlson yeah. got in trouble okay. and had to be off air for about he was on a forced vacation for a month to let it blow over when he said like maybe he went to things. Vermont to go ski. No, no, oh, it was man. racist. So no, no, that's what your boy <laughs> did. Dude, you I'm sorry, man, okay. but but you're trying to you're trying maybe to give everybody a, participation trophies. No, maybe that was a horrible example. example. But what I'm saying so. is if you incite violence, if you threaten somebody, if you um just if you're a horrible person, you want to hurt somebody else, get off. Like Trump. Get, like, get off. Like Trump. Like Trump. Exactly. That's why he's not on Twitter anymore. Right. See, yeah, get off. Right. So and they did they, the they, right they, thing then. Then they yeah, did the they right thing. They don't do it to everybody else. Like who? Um, some Antifa people. Okay. Like who? I who's sent this, I sent who's you guys this a, evil Antifa person. I sent you guys. I'll name him on. I'll put him on name, man. Yeah, yeah. I sent, I sent you guys. I sent you guys um, a picture. Yeah, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> Let's I not sent get you guys that. a. Edit. I sent you guys a picture. <laughs> yeah. Of a guy well, saying, uh, I sent you guys a video, didn't I? Which one? Uh, it was a video of the Antifa people um, spraying oh, bayonets into the pepper spray. Yeah. yeah was, well, and then well I sent you guys a comment somebody put on there. Okay. And that person that. wasn't was uh, advocating for violence, right? But he wasn't taken off, right? Okay, why? Well, okay, why well, well, hate the Okay, well, except for uh, there's probably several thousand people who advocate for violence on Twitter and don't get exactly. taken off either. Exactly on the right end. Yeah, on both ends. Right. Yes. You know why? Because there's only so many they bots and algorithms to find them all. So if you find one example out of a what, how many, like, how many users on Twitter? Some like 150 million just in the United States alone. So you find one example out of that 150 that wasn't caught by a logarithm? Come on, because people can't monitor it. That's the other problem. Oh, okay. That's right. So when it comes down to it, so there's plenty on both sides that get away with shit. Twitter and them, they are companies well, made to make money. Be. Hey, huh? you know what? If the FDA can come down on me for Finding one little microbe, FDA, FDA. okay, on on a fucking table that was in the corner somewhere, they can find except one fucking person what, in the sea of people. No, okay? they cannot because guess what? There's not thirty five. There's not hundred and fifty million pharmacies like you that they have to be involved in. That's that's what I'm telling you. So if I have to find one little amoeba, <laughs> one little bacteria in a space in a twenty thousand square foot space, okay. But also, what you do? Guess what, bro? One the other thing. What you do yeah. is important. Yeah, of course I'm important. Exactly. No, no. What you do is important. <laughs> what you do is is imperative. Twitter is not imperative to our society. It is imperative because you no, it's not. It's just because riots. guess what? Hey, it's, hey, it, guess, it hurts people's livelihoods. Guess what you do? Guess what you do if you don't want to deal with Twitter anymore? You, you. It depends on. Oh, here, here. I'm, I'll do a walkthrough. All right. It Leave depends your, if you have uh, Apple or if you have Android. I'm gonna do the Apple one. Cool. So you just hold your screen down. 
right? right. You hold yeah. it on one of the things, and then all the little things start shaking, right? And you right. hit X, and <laughs> it right. says, do you want to delete this app? And you hit delete, and oh, guess what? You never fucking hear about really? Twitter again, do you? Dude, so... That's the solution, bro. Oh, there dude, you go. So, whereas okay. whereas if you fucking give somebody, you know, let's say something comes out incorrect from yeah. uh, from a place like yours, yeah, yeah. they die. So, so you're saying that if I see a mob in front of my business, they're about to attack it. All I have to do is press that little X on my phone and they go away. Okay. Oh. Well, first off, okay. okay first off, awesome. no, no, no. That's not the same thing. <laughs> what I'm talking about is if you don't want to deal with Twitter, you turn it off. No, I don't want to deal with the fucking followers in my business. So how do well, I fix who, that? Who, who the fuck is a follower in your business? Give me a No, dude. Right. I'm talking. I'm, sorry, God damn, I'm speaking I mean, on behalf. On. I'm speaking on. on behalf of the business owners in Portland, Oregon, who are constantly being attacked. By that, no, no, now answer. that that's mismanagement by the city, by the city of Portland. No, that's what those individuals organized. need to do. Those individuals need to leave Portland, just like those people are leaving California, just like people are leaving New York. Why that's should why I have to leave my livelihood over these? Guess goons? what? Sometimes that's what it takes. How Life are they must move on? No, dude. how are they? It. How are they organizing? Hey, all what I know is, hey, 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 you're talking to a first generation immigrant here. We didn't like what we were fucking dealing with, and we fucking left. That is the way of the world. It has always happened. Migrations of shit. If there's a drought where you're at, do you fucking sit there? No, you get the fuck out of there. That's the way that that's the way nature has done it forever. Okay. So yeah. I don't understand. I don't get it. I mean, it's the thing about it. Okay. If, if you migrate, yeah. Animals do it. You go from one place with less resources to the ones that are better resources for you, unless you want to shut the fuck up and deal with the situation you're at. So that's what so happens. You're okay with this? With that's burning. natural. That's a natural order of life. What? How do you make it better in American life? In everyone's life? No. Actually. No, you don't. No. Yes. This this doesn't happen for 86, 86 consecutive days in Portland. Well, dude, people are just that's riding. What, that's why. Okay. Well, they get the fuck out of Portland, right? I didn't stay. Or, the, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't stay where people were getting. Or you shot can remove the their time. resources, huh? Or you can remove their resources, right? The which is you the, the, leaving? No, no, I no. Mean, no. You, yeah, that's the same fucking thing, bro. Remove their platforms. Remove their 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 fucking freedoms. I don't know. Fix it. <laughs> oh, here we go, Gestapo. That's right. Anyways. Moving on, because I think we could just characteristically just beat the shit out of each other for the next seven fucking weeks <laughs> we go, with this yeah, we shit. Go through, yeah. I mean, this this seriously is just like, this is like the end of Rocky. Listen, me and you are, I'm Rocky, you're Apollo. And I'm just, we're just fucking laying into each other. And we all know I'm going to eventually win because I have better cardio. But in oh, the man. end, it doesn't matter. Because the really important fucking thing we need to be worried about was the shit they slid in to that stimulus bill yeah Once again, so what was the what was uh what's the timeline on that ben it's but 180 days guys from, gotta fucking talk from about when? wait from like, the passage uh, I'm back to that analogy i'm i'm more like drago right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you still die, got your you ass whooped for you still got fucked up <laughs> You still, dies, you still got fucked up. You still got messed up. You're a racist. I know what you do. Drago. I bet you want to be Drago. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
So stimulus, got it. Continuing in the stimulus, guess what? It included it included a disclosure clause in regards to the information for UFOs. They have 180 days from that shit was signed to disclose all the information regarding UFOs. So, guys, this is the real deal, okay? Because guess what? While we all hear bitch and moan about whether Twitter lets us play with our balls or our Trump or a bunch of fucking like undereducated morons storm the Capitol. The reality is, is we're about to fucking learn about aliens. And that is way more important because guess what? They don't care about us. They don't care about our simpleton fights. I, I think that, guys, I'm telling you, this is really the year for disclosure. And we all called it, right? We all yep. said that around the horn, we're going to have disclosure this year. What do y'all think? Matter of fact, I, even, I think I even said March. Yeah, you did. You fucking gonna get it. So depending on how quickly this thing passes, right? Well, uh, wait, what month did you say, Rick? I, uh, I think I said September. We and you had the same month, then we August or September. One like yeah, that. I think yeah. both me and you both said September. But B might might dude. March is the end of the. No, no, no. June would be the end of the 180 days. So you're out of there, B. Holy shit, there. dude, man! By June, June, think about it. Think about it. By June this year. We could be talking about aliens. Well, this could be episode at this point, it would be episode something, you know. What, dude? Probably we by went, we went from like insurrection to aliens. That's how, like, we as roll. being the main news. Wow, and that's the real news. Think about it. What happens if all this bullshit is just fodder to get ready for our new overlords? I mean, it's fucking for real, man. Right. These guys don't have to start talking about it. This is just the training phase. I mean, think about it. Where are they coming from? Are they, are they coming from other dimensions? Are these fuckers coming from the sea? I, I, I think other dimensions. I th- yeah, man. Honestly, my my theory is that they're already here and they've always been here. It's just, it's a different, it's like a, you know, it's like a, a radio analogy, right? You turn the dial, it's you hit a different frequency, but all that, all those waves are there already. We're just tuned into different ones. They exist among us because I, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like there's alien life on Venus. Allegedly we talked about in another podcast, you know, we're talking about microbes or whatever. So I, I don't know to, to actual travel across distance in a, in a metal ship and be a physical being. I'm not so sure that that's how it works. It could, I, I imagine but I think, like, it, uh... I think it's more of a, I think it'll blow our fucking mind as to yeah. what the actual nature of it is. I don't think it's something that we could have conceived with the information that, that we've collected over these fucking however many millions of years we've existed as a species. I think it's just, it's a completely different way of looking at reality. And that's what I think they are. That's what I think the phenomena is. That's why the gravity doesn't make sense. That does. That's why. You know what I mean? I think it's like they're yeah. thousands, thousands of years beyond what we're capable of. And we just get like little glimpses and peaks. Um, and yeah, man. So we'll see. I don't know what the name. I mean, I don't know if this will be the big shebang, the big reveal. But I definitely think that there's they're hiding the shit for a reason. And they've been hiding the shit for a reason. So whatever information that we get is going to probably be pretty significant at this point. And I, I didn't believe it for a long time, like all through the fucking nineties. And even though I loved looking into this shit and it, it was fun, I never really thought that it would come to this point. 
to be totally honest. Because of the way everything is now and because of the last couple of years, I honestly think that there's information that we're going to get that's going to blow our fucking mind. And I really do think that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I You know, I always think uh, when it comes to aliens, I always think about this episode of Tales from the Crypt that I remember watching back in the 90s. Wonderful show. <laughs> Yeah, it was an awesome show. Was, God, don't get oh, me started. That was one of the best shows on this. <laughs> it was a, it was an episode where aliens show up and um, they they want to take um, a certain group of people um, to go eat, you know. And the world has to vote on it on whether you know these people will will be um, taken to the aliens to go eat. And uh, anyway, I kind of picture. Vote. <laughs> yeah where, where'd they go <laughs> they were taking them to the u.s to their spaceships and they took them up to their planet to go eat them you know oh to um, eat them i thought you them. said they yeah, took no. they were gonna take them to go eat they were gonna take them human chang you know <laughs> so anyway i kind of picture that, that would probably be the case where <laughs> they like people and they want to eat them and people are going to vote like they're just going to take mexicans and be like oh we like mexican food you know Oh, and people, the whole world has to vote on it. They're going to vote us out, basically. Oh, we would That's... get voted out. <laughs> we would so get voted out. We're the first ones getting eaten. Yeah. I, get I have to agree. I have to agree with the extra dimensional thing. I think with like the, the distance in space, I just don't think it can be transversed. Like what we think the way space can be transversed. So I think right. if something visits us, it's because it literally jumps from one dimension to another. Are, yeah. The reality is, it's just like I think. I think the cave analogy has always been the greatest thing. I've always liked, you know, from Socrates, where basically you have, you know, people in a cave tied up, and they're facing one direction, and they're sitting behind a rock, and on the other side of the rock there's a fire, and there's individuals like, basically, playing off the fire shadows in front of the people that are held hostage, and so these people that are held hostage think like holy fuck, there's these giants. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you see how big the shadows are that are cast right. by the flame. And it throws off, basically, it's just an idea of perception. And I think that that's what reality really is, is that we only see what we can possibly see. But right next to us, there could be a whole civilization. I think the Orville was really cool. That's a, that's a sci-fi show that, uh, what's his name that made? Family Guy. He made. And they were visiting um kind of doing light travel and they got stuck and they accidentally got stuck in a 2d universe <laughs> no like so like uh, behind sorry. below them was a completely <laughs> two-dimensional universe and so you know so our their existence because they were in like kind of a like some type of like photonic bubble so it didn't disturb the 2d existence but they were still in 3d but they were in some type of so i think that that's really where it is i think i think extra dimensional things I think they, I think there's an infinite amount of universes and there's an infinite amount of dimensions. And I just think we all swirl in and out. And so the people that figure out how to jump from one to the other, that's, that's technology. So yeah, I kind of go with that. I mean, I, I wonder like, you know, when I see, when we see pictures of UFOs, you know, just swirling around, what kind of physics are they using to be able to maneuver through, uh, you know, to, to maneuver um, against gravity that way. Well, what you know, happens it, if they don't have to use physics, though? What happens if they basically create subspace? Are they actually 
in How their own work? dimension. Well, imagine exactly. I mean, fuck, I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine if they're actually in their own dimension, and we're just seeing like the shadows. We're seeing what we think Maybe. we can see because of the reflections. Maybe this is mass energy signatures that somehow transverse space and time, and they warp reality in the sense that we can even see it occurring. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. But I, I'm telling you. This year, guys, we really we could really hear some fucking wild shit about aliens, and, and to me, it's awesome. Jimmy Carter, uh, when he was first elected, he said that he was going to be releasing all the information that the government had on UFOs. So, and the military stopped him, or the yep. Pentagon stopped him, and said, "Don't do it because it's a threat to national security." Yep. How? How can well, it be a threat to national security? I bet you a lot of it had to do. I think. I think there was probably. Some UFOs probably related to our security, like saying, you know, like test aircraft and like shit like that. But also, I think I think when it comes down to the alien question, we really have to be prepared for the reality that a lot of individuals will not handle this very well. Oh, no, because we handle everything so well the last couple of years. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think We've about it. We really, really handled this pandemic real well. We really handled yeah, this no uh, this uh, presidential election. We handled that great. So, yeah, I have no I, – I have all the faith in the world in the American public that we'll handle this alien disclosure. Just, <laughs> well, think just, about well, breaching somebody that concept. We'll take it in stride. Yeah. Think about – let's say so you breach someone who just, you know, just a simple church-going – our mosque going, our our temple going individual who believes in God, and you just have to come out to him and say, "Hey, man, um, everything you believe is not what you believe. We we <laughs> we exist in a multi, unparalleled dimensional reality that intersects and crosses each other, and basically everything that you believe is real can be real." but is also fake at the same time. And essentially you're just a finite point in something that's completely interchangeable at any point in time. So you're saying that I'm irrelevant. Yeah. Well, beyond that, I mean, think about trying to explain that to somebody, try to tell someone, Hey, Hey, guess what? You, there's a, yeah. And there's an infinite, I mean, you're, you're Rick and Morty, you know what I'm saying? There's an infinite amount of Rick's right now, you know, some that are lizard people and some that are, you know, liberals. That's funny, man. But that's a reality. So yeah. the, the multi, the multiple dimensions. So to imagine explain that to somebody like you you exist everywhere and every, t- at all times and every single thing and that you and your existence, I mean, it's almost fucking mind melting. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, man. So yeah. To, uh, imagine telling people that shit. I would just want to go back in time to make it a state finally, you know? <laughs> that that's awesome like, i could have made uh, it a state man i could have made a state i'm sure i could have you could like, have you, like you Al Bundy scored four touchdowns and one what was the no it was, it was the Al, baseball right no no, no, no remember that Al bundy remember was, he scored uh, oh yeah that's a napoleon dynamite reference yeah, yeah. Rico. Uh, fucking um, awesome yeah. Rico. Yeah, yeah, Uncle Rico. Rico. But that's what i'm saying but think yeah. about it though Think about explaining that to somebody. Explaining that to just that person who goes to fucking Sunday mass in Appaloosa, Kansas, or some place. They probably wouldn't care, man. They'd be like, "Yeah, shit their fucking pants," because they'd be like, "Hey guys, guess what? There's an infinite amount of you doing something slightly different and the same 
everywhere. And the aliens that come visit us, they're from that dimension. Dude, Arbel had this thing on on one of his shows where um, one of his guests supposedly traveled through different dimensions, mm-hmm. through different scenarios in time. Right. And uh, this person would would say that yeah, with this with this mechanism, they would travel to Virginia in another dimension, and it was overrun by swastikas everywhere. You know, why? <laughs> yeah, it was another, that. Wait, 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 wait. Was that you? Did you call uh, man, in, <laughs> dude? That, that's my fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> that was just that's that's more of a Republican thing. No, no, that's right? a that's Franco just... thing. You need to say Franco, Pendel. Why a, Franco? Because he's Spanish. At least, oh, at least you can get shit. some fascism from the right part. <laughs> But anyway, um, so that was one thing that you know. So yeah, there's the the point of this guy was he was saying there's a def- infinite um, dimensions everywhere. This is this concept that's been around for a while now. It really has. Yeah, and it's and it's kind of looking like that's really what it fucking is. I mean, we we got un, unexplained mass in the universe. We have all these things like now. There's a fucking issue where apparently, like certain rogue galaxies don't follow the concept of gravity it, yeah yeah this is that new thing it just yeah, popped yeah. up they I, just I re- fucking said like oh hey guys guess what we just we just got some galaxies that just basically fucking do whatever they want and, and maybe we'll um we'll tease that i think yeah the, i came across a story like actually this afternoon so i didn't really have time to to really yeah. look at it and put it on this show plus obviously we had a little bit to talk about this time but yeah maybe next uh <laughs> episode 31 we'll do a little research and cover that but yeah episode 31 will be a little bit more fucking relaxed hopefully unless we have a full out fucking thermal nuclear war we always say that every episode but then all of a sudden our next episode might be uh the day before or the date of the inauguration oh yeah oh yeah no shit yeah That's yeah, be, we may, may we may so be reporting far, from man. shortwave, guys. Might be just recording <laughs> no of our maydays shit, to each right. other. If like you're listening mayday. to this, you are the resistance. <laughs> yeah, I'll ch- hey, and we'll try to get that frequency out as soon as we can. We'll uh, once yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what we may be trying to establish that. Oh, uh, we're gonna be ham gonna, radio and get talking build, to each other. I'm building a tower in my backyard right as we speak. So, but, but you know that yeah. the HOAs can't do anything to you if you do that. Oh, really? Yeah, I've always wanted to fuck with that, but I don't know. Yeah, man, you can put a tower because you're allowed by state state law to do that. But I'd only be able to call y'all, so it'd be kind of weird. Hey guys, I, I, where I can just hit myself on. But I guess you know when what? society falls, you know what? It might not be a bad idea to get both of those set up. So where like we can, we continue the podcast, but then it just starts getting crazy on all the shows. We start promoting. Like yeah, you can right, find us on shortwave. No, that's when we go to the compound. Dude, that'd be guys. fucking cool. No, that's man. when we just go to our compound. Remember, dude, I've I've always had like kind of a little fascination a with that shit. If we do have a compound, we're putting in a fucking tower and we're doing shortwave. Oh yeah, we're like podcasts. we're gonna like echo out like you can hear us. I don't know. There's just you're there's something fuck. so there's something so to me like there's something so romantic about a fucking shortwave. Just some fucking guy going crazy wanting to tell everybody about the fucking aliens and he's sitting in his basement on shortwave radio and there's like three people that get it and they're like this fucking guy he knows he's on he watch too like, much pump check, up the volume check out they know exactly check out this uh i heard these weird fucking noises coming out of a russian fucking bruh and it's like these weird like pattern of blips and shit and he's starting to go nuts about it anyway that's just my fantasy 
Hey, nice. g- g- guys, guess what? So uh, when, whenever this shit blows up, just uh, remember, you can hit us up on Instagram or you can find us on 1,455 megahertz. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Either way. Um, but yeah, guys. So yeah, maybe we'll, you know what? Maybe we'll dive into some wild shit next week, guys. Because I know we were just, this This has been a fucking like, this has just been a lot of shit this this last it's like I want well this was the sentiment that I had last week was like I want I very much want to obviously this is this yeah. this show is based on it's a political show at, at the end of it but I do want to cover like other shit you yeah. know what I mean like I see all these stories like I want I want to get more into like what's going on in fucking Europe right now like I want to expand it out but we can't because our fucking, there's too much shit going on we are every single show. day we're the world yeah. reality show. Every right single now. day, yeah, there's something new. And so we can't get off of this shit. But hey, that's what it is right now. Maybe in that two is. years, shit calms down. <laughs> skip the noise. will be a, have a more diversified uh, approach to the stories we cover. But for now, it's a uh, fucking Trump. What kind of deodorant Trump puts on? Because it's <laughs> <fucking>. <laughs> This is the official vaccine slash Trump podcast at oh, this God. point. He's an old we didn't spice talk about, man. Hey, you know he's but to our credit. To our credit, we didn't mention vaccines until I just did. So oh, good going. That's, that's good. I'm sure we'll cover it next time. I don't worry but, about it. Everyone will be lizard people hey, by next but, week, anyway. But before exactly, but before we we kind of start working into the the closing this up, I do want to mention, and I posted this on uh, on the Instagram uh, that uh, hey. Mexican Nostradamus, he came through, brother. Yes, uh, tr- tr- well, pretty much. So, so I, it was episode twenty-one. We were talking about um, what happens if Trump gets shut down. Well, he fucked the whole game plan all along. He's going to start his own media drive. So, sure enough, he gets banned for all this shit, and he says it himself out, out of the horse's mouth. I'm going to start my own shit. Blah blah blah. So, boom. Credit to Mexican Nostradamus for floating that idea. Uh, I mean, obviously, we all backed it. It wasn't like. We thought he was crazy. That was something that seemed very logical. <laughs> I, I was very, very, does very well. Crazy. That, that's we do think that. That's another story. I'm saying in this particular incident, we rode with the idea because absolutely makes a shitload of sense. And sure enough, it looks like it's probably what's going to happen. So, uh, props to Mexicanosa Dams for hitting me on the head one more time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.